Hello, hello, and come in again. Watch your tail. Yes, I knew the three of you would be coming here this evening. The great cosmic consciousness told me. There's only one of you? You don't have a twin or two separate triplets? That checks out. But please, stop vibrating at the universal cosmic frequency. You look confused. What's odd about swinging from the ceiling beams naked and soaking wet? I'm trying to ascend to the universe. Yes, I do see the bowl of half-eaten red and white speckled mushrooms, but... Okay, I know what you're assuming, but the great cosmic consciousness told me that you'd be coming back for another story of the esoteric, and since I'm such a fun guy, I thought I'd share a real-life story with... More of a moral. Come in, come in. I know there's not much room with all the mushrooms, but I assure you, there's a place to hang your cap. Look, I transitioned from drug humor to puns. I like to cater my jokes to all comedic palates. Though I will say, in terms of puns, you can't really dodge the proverbial bullet on this podcast. Now, would you like some mushrooms? No? That's fine. You don't need them to enjoy this story. For rest assured, unlike some stories I have... This one's verifiably real. Welcome back to Foxo Esoterica, the podcast that answers the question, what would happen if Fox Mulder from the X-Files joined the team of drunk history and uh, was a little bit more furrier than just being named Fox? I'm your host, Forsetti Fox, and this month, in terms of housekeeping, I have nothing. I do want to point out, though, that the first episode of this podcast is on Spotify, YouTube, and Anchor as the streaming services, and I will be using those three websites again for this episode, but in the future, when I become a little bit more tech-savvier, I'll probably be adding more, which I will talk about and, of course, point out, but do keep an eye out for it if you like other websites more than those three. And without further ado, let's introduce the guests for this month. Drum roll, please. It's Rebecca Lister and Brandon Wright. My old roommates, but also talented artists in their own respects. But enough about me talking about them, let's have them talk about them instead. And the music plays out. Just kidding, before I talk about the actual show, I do need to point out one thing that I did not do in the first episode. So what exactly is this podcast about? You can probably guess based on the general theme and ambiance that I'm putting on, that it's about weird, esoteric, bizarre stuff. But I never got into the actual specifics about what I possibly could talk about. So I'm going to list off, at this moment in time, the encyclopedic collections that represent different factors of interest for me in the podcast, ranging from real to supernatural. And I am doing this off the cuff without a script, so I will be mumbling and stumbling over my words with great gusto. For example, I just said that sentence, and it could have been put a different way. But without further ado, let me list off the different encyclopedic collections that we can talk about. Irumabu phantasma are things pertaining to ghosts, poltergeists, demons, and other spiritual phenomena, psychics, witches, and supernatural powers, things in that realm. On stiffcocks and titmice are things pertaining to bizarre flora and fauna in the world, and a trip with the fungus, the sister compendium, refers to fungus. Rickety Dick's Guide to Personages is the encyclopedic collection about things pertaining to bizarre but real-life people in a sort of biography sense. Futura Stella uh, is about things pertaining to astrology, weather, the earth, and also aliens and beyond. 
uh, with subcategories. How could anybody have built the pyramids? Oh, by starting at the bottom. The collection for ancient alien things. I'm probably not going to get into that at all. I just thought it was a funny uh, joke. And the other one, the oh, it was a weather balloon collection for weather-related phenomena. Next up, there's the I promise I won't let this turn into another true crime podcast collection for if I decide to talk about true crime. And last but not least, the Kunst ist Scheiße is things pertaining to works of art or artistic projects that are just bizarre. I'll probably add more as things go on and probably focus more on the ghost stuff and the alien stuff a little bit more than the others, but I only actually have topics planned for the next three episodes, so who knows? Uh, uh, Segway over. That was fun. Segway two. So I just listened back to the audio, and there's parts where it is distorted in an irreversible way because I was using an online thing that lets you record two people's voices at the same time. So expect a lot of distortion that I can't fix. Second segue over. Go. There we go. Hey, it's doing it. Okay. How's it going? All right. Hey, what's up? Welcome to Foxo Esoterica, the two of you. Now pretend like we haven't been chatting for the past 10 minutes. Who are all of you? I'm Brendan, right? Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm Rebecca. We were roommates of Aaron's back in our college days. Yeah, and then a year afterwards. It was pretty lit. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. So, so college actory friends who also do stuff in Chicago, where I lived as of two months ago, but now don't anymore. But we have been roommates, and it's been lit. Um, before I do anything else, Brandon and Rebecca, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your what's your vibe? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm a stage manager when there's theater that exists and <laughs> uh also work with kids generally speaking and I don't know, that's that's what I'm up to. I've been reading a book. <gasps> don't it ask me, me what it's called. I don't remember. <laughs> it did take me 5 months to read A Tale of Two Cities, but I finally finished it like 2 weeks ago. Was it good? Oh yeah, it was a good one. I just suck at reading. <laughs> you read Dante for at least a year. That's true. <laughs> no, that was like a half year. Well, I mean, like that's three books though. Yeah, yeah, it's a long, yeah. it's a long it's like book. Three books at once. They all suck. For sure. Brandon, what's your vibe? What's up? Oh, what, what am I up to? Okay, so I am an actor playwright in Chicago. Hopefully there will be work soon for that. Uh, recently I've been, you know, taking up a barista mantle with, uh, trying to make different types of, uh, espresso drinks, uh, having fun with that. I've been recently just been playing video games, uh, reading a lot of comics, suggesting a lot of media right now while we're on pause. It's been pretty chill, you know? Nice. Now, I like that. That's fun. Before I continue again, I think I said that already, but I'm gonna say it a second time. Is there anything that the either of you would like to plug at all? Because this is because we're vibing. We can just share stuff. What's the? What do you all want to plug anything? Uh, Charmers Cafe off Jarvis and Greenview. Stop by. I work there. Uh, just whenever. So just stop by and say hello. Nice. That's in Chicago, by the way. <laughs> Pretty good. Rogers Park. Rogers Park. I don't think I have anything now. We might do some more virtual theater stuff sometime. Uh, but can't plug it till it exists. So yes. keep an eye I'll out for comments or something. I've been trying to plug something 
I was trying to think of things to plug for this episode, and I could come up with zero things. I'm just doing this right now. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Now, for... Actually, this isn't even a thing yet, because it's like... Oh, did I tell... Okay, before I continue, did I tell you all about my sleepwalking story? Of yesterday, or this last night? So last night at six in the morning, I decided to open up my water bottle and just pour it on myself. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, maybe you were thirsty. <laughs> maybe you were maybe you just wanted something to drink. One of my favorite memories of college, we weren't even at college. It was the summertime, but when we were staying in one of those apartments, the one um that had the it was a big bedroom and then it was the hallway to the bathroom was uh the one where Aaron stood up and walked over to the hallway at like midnight, turned on just the hallway light so he was backlit, stared at me for at least 15 seconds. Nice. Turned the light back off and went back to bed. Nice. That's horrifying. I suck. I just, I feel like I'm, I'm glad I like had my own room for like the past couple years, but I'm also glad that I probably have been doing stuff this whole time. And now is the only time I realized because I woke up wet. <laughs> Sleepwalking. Sleepwalk time. Um, I already lost my train of thought. Oh, got it. I have an outline. I got a Google Doc. This is lit. Um, so the way the podcast works is everything I pull from an encyclopedic collection on this month's podcast. I'm pulling from the collection on Stiff Cox and Titmice and their sister companion, A Trip with the Fungus. Can so you... That'll be a hint as to what this episode's about. You don't have to know what that means. Oh. Oh. Is that... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, none of that made... It sounded like it should have started with The Adventures of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's an encyclopedia. What? Like, no. you know, like the books that... Like, wow? And, not <laughs> and the potion... I don't... This is, this is the bit. Uh, and I'm going to get through it. The potion <laughs> brewed today is Latitude 42's Brewing Company's Michigan Honey Amber Ale. And I'm going to crack that crisp... Boy, open. Yeah, to get the ad in. Ooh, yeah, that, good. Was yeah. that, that was good. Uh, this, ooh, this is an IPA, and it's lying to me. <laughs> I don't know what an IPA is, but I do know who drinks it. Who does? Just generally, like if you put me in a room oh. and ask them out. Yeah, you can you can tell who like drinks an IP, IPA, and they mostly like one hundred percent own a Chevy. They're writing something. (laughs) (laughs) They definitely, they're turtleneck people. I'm a turtleneck person. Shit. Aaron, I've never seen you in a turtleneck. Well, that's because Mark stole it for like two years. Uh, Dragon people on this podcast. You had one one turtleneck? (laughs) You had one turtleneck, but Mark like just had it for a year. (laughs) 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 All righty. (laughs) <laughs> can, we t- can we do that? Can we like just name drop people and then move on? Wait, no. That's too- I guess we have to bring him in now. We're talking about the guy who founded Facebook. <laughs> yeah, Zuckerberg. Uh, Man, Mark Zuckerberg's name. Mark Zuckerberg stole my turtle. <laughs> Dude, doesn't he wear a turtle? Oh, he drinks an IPA. He yeah. definitely drinks an IPA. He has like 
he he like goes to a bar and that's his first question. He's like, "Do you guys have any IPA on tap right now?" But he can see them. Like he, he can, not- he, <laughs> he, he But do you just imagine going to a bar, be like looking at it, like, "Do you guys have like vodka? Do you have any wine? Because have any wine?" Do you guys have any wine? <laughs> oh yeah, what are you all? What are you all having this evening? What's your potion brewed? Um, I'm drinking Aldi's. Right, Aldi provided me with it. I don't know if it's Aldi. Aldi makes it. Oh, it's made in Germany. That doesn't answer my question. It's a uh, Chris Aldi's German. Mold cherry wine. Nice. I'm drinking Holiday Canada Dry. <laughs> <laughs> what is Holiday Canada Dry? It's Canada Dry with a little bit of holiday in it. <laughs> like, I'm thinking cinnamon, or I'm thinking like a pine tree. <laughs> You're thinking too much into it, Aaron. It's just a little bit of holiday. No, it's for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we did get bright cranberry, and uh, I know we're not bright cranberry. Yeah, that it was very. It was subtle. It was. It was kind. It was very nice. It was a nice contrast to the bold ginger ale we typically drink. Right. It was it's like, really it, yeah, it's like eased down our throats, you this know? This is just ginger ale. It's not. That's why you didn't get any. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'm back in Michigan, so I'm rocking the Verner's vibe. That was mm. a hard thing to say. Verner's vibe. I guess I am a coward. <laughs> Verner. Isn't that that dude from uncle Harry Potter? Like the uncle? From Uncle Harry. That's the guy that you can't say his name. No, there, he has an Uncle Vernon. You mean Vold? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> somebody say Beetlejuice? Uh, let me repeat. Did somebody say Beetlejuice? Oh, man. Let me repeat. Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer. Uh, I'm not cutting out shit. There's a podcast. What's up? This this is not a timeless episode. (laughs) This one is already. I'm actually streaming it. (laughs) Stream podcasts now. Wait, what? (laughs) I'm not streaming it. COVID really took and gave to us. It gave and it took away. (laughs) It's been a lot of giving. A lot of taken, kind of like how I just took what you said and changed nothing about it. Said it again. <laughs> a lot of giving, a lot of taking, a lot of bacon. Hey, I've been bacon. I made a pie. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> What's the podcast about? <laughs> Alrighty, let's start it. Here's the legend. Alright, so I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Let's see if you can answer it. Okay. What is the largest single organism in the world you said the largest single organism in the world what do you mean by single like there's only one of them not in a relationship genuinely no okay (laughs) like it's 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 all one body oh it's in a a million what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) you you go you asshole <laughs> no, we Yeah, we bro. You don't know about the Armillaria Ostoya. I've been researching it for the past fucking month. <laughs> I think I sang that in choir once. <laughs> <laughs> it's that, it's, that, uh, it's the song that people sing at funerals. Uh, celebration, <laughs> celebration by Cool in the game. <laughs> Is that, did we get it right, though? 
Yeah, it's that. Okay, so let's pretend like you didn't get it right. What if I told you it was actually on land in America? What? What if it's not a plant? (laughs) (laughs) Well. What what is it? A fungus? It's a fungus. Oh my god. (laughs) Okay. Somewhere in eastern Oregon is an entity roughly 3.7 square miles or 9.6 square kilometers and weighing at the lowest estimate 7,500 tons or 7 million kilograms. No, I will not be picking a higher metric measurement. May I introduce you to the Armillaria ostoye or a single honey mushroom and the largest single organism recorded in history and that's only recorded so far. Ooh. That's insane. Imagine how big that imagine how big Mario has to be to knock that dude out. Dude, he can <laughs> eat it. Oh, he eats the mushroom. That's well, right. I think he also steps on him. It's like Goombas. Oh, are Goombas mushrooms? Oh my god, I don't know. Well, Toad's a mushroom. Toad? I thought yeah, Toad was a toad. Well, Toad's like He's, t- he's named after a toadstool, and he also has a mushroom on his head. That's like the guy that's like, dude, you're in the wrong castle, dude. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> Rebecca's not getting any of this. Rebecca doesn't even know Sonic characters. I know Sonic and Luigi, and... <laughs> Are those, like, connected entities to you? No, no, but they do... Sonic and Luigi! <laughs> in the Olympic Games. <laughs> Uh, sorry, for, sorry for interrupting your uh, mushroom talk. <laughs> you good? You didn't. You, the episode last time was three hours for a reason. We <laughs> might be recording for longer than an hour. <laughs> Here are the sources. So I found some <laughs> online <laughs> sources, and I read like two books. Uh, the first the websites I'm going to go through first. I have an article called Oregon's Giant, the Largest Organism on Earth by Shahenda Ayman on SciPlanet. Scientific American article Strange But True, the Largest Organism on Earth is a Fungus by Ann Castleman. The Largest Organism on the Planet is Right Here in Oregon and That Oregon Life by Daniel Denham. The Malheur National Forest, location of the world's largest living mushroom, the humongous fungus. I think like... USDA document by Craig L. Schmidt and Michael L. Tatum. Wikipedia, baby. And I read two books. I read Entangled Life by Merlin Sheldrake, but a majority of that information just taught me how the fuck a mushroom works because I did not know that. Uh, And then All That the Rain Promises and More by David Aurora, which we will get to later because that is the best book in the world. And then also, I bet you didn't think I'd be name dropping this person. Weird Michigan by Linda Godfrey. Yeah. Whoa, Linda Godfrey is in the podcast again. Uh, she wrote a book about the weird shit that happens in Michigan. And no joke, I was like skimming through the book when I first read it, looking for the things about Kalamazoo. Like I didn't actually read that book. But then I was skimming through it again and I saw that there was a part in it where there's a honey mushroom in the Upper Peninsula. And I was like, what the hell? That was after I picked this topic. And so that was weird. <laughs> uh, Linda Godfrey, be on my show. Oh, wow. Uh, next up, we got through the bibliography. That was boring. Here's a warning. Uh, since this is a podcast episode, 
I'm going to start over. I'm reading a script. Since this podcast episode is Science Town, there's a lot of me reading scientific documents and sciencey things and not entirely being sure what's going on. So what you're going to be hearing is me describing these documents. And because I'm a theater major and live nowhere in the STEM world, a lot of information is going to be wrong, probably, because I read science things poorly. <laughs> you sleepy? I'm just messing around here, and we're just messing around. <laughs> okay, okay. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> it's, just, I, it's just science stuff. Just sounds like nerd stuff, but I, I got, I got Wait, I just got through all the nerd. Yeah, it's gonna be a nerdy episode. Ooh, that's okay. Uh, so I wanted to pick this topic because I love mushrooms, but I always. But I also wanted to follow up my first episode that was about four maybe not real things with an episode about one definitely real thing. Uh, So now I have to explain a mushroom. But before I do that, may I also share with you fun facts to keep your attention for just a little bit longer. Armillaria ostoye is at minimum 2,400 years old, but quite possibly 8,000 years old, making it also the world's oldest living single organism. Woo! Hmm. Um, Old mushroom. So thoughts? I've been doing a lot of talking. <laughs> um, I uh, respect that you called it fun facts, but I feel that you could have called it fungus facts. Oh, that's pretty good. That's the extent of my thoughts so far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so like you're it. telling me this mushroom is like a bajillion years old? Yeah, like 8,000. Dang. Older than the turtle from Finding Nemo. Yeah. Dude, he's still young. Turtles are pretty much useless. Because they didn't do anything. <laughs> what? <laughs> turtles, some turtles live to like 300 or some shit or something like that. And none of them did anything about segregation. <laughs> also didn't do this anything. mushroom did nothing about slavery. <laughs> I think, I, it probably didn't. This mushroom just, like, forget it. I'm just going to grow. Yeah, I'm gonna grow. Well, it was like trying to get to the south. It took a while. It's still taking a while. Is it, it like the subject of any religions? Oh yeah, well, like not yet, religion? but like I've been thinking about it. Been working on it. You want to start working on it? <laughs> I'm thinking, of, dude. Tell, I'm gonna tell you about Entangled Life. That book is written by somebody who, like, 20 pages into the book, was like, "Yeah, I did acid." I think I saw the movie. That book came out this year. Yeah, I think I saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nonfiction book about mushrooms. Is it like, but it's the one with like the girl in the tower and the chameleon friend and the. <laughs> Is that not it? <laughs> Actually, you're right. I don't know why I judged you. Bro, why did you wait, wait so long to give that to us? <laughs> I'm patient. It was. So anyway, <laughs> now we got to get to the second boring part okay. of the podcast, where I talk about, <laughs> I'm going to talk about mushroom biology. Uh, in case you know nothing, the audience, also Rebecca and Brandon, mushrooms are a part of the fungi kingdom, the fungus kingdom. Do you uh, mean separate- nothing about mushrooms, or we just know nothing in general? <laughs> Like one implies the other. I just <laughs> I can take critique. I promise I can. Just not not, not in this way. Uh 
I don't have a thing to say about that. <laughs> I can't take criticism. Your turn. <laughs> I can't take criticism. Anyway, mushrooms are a reproductive fruits of... Oh, I skipped a line. However, the mushrooms you see aren't the whole of the thing. Mushrooms are the reproductive fruits of a whole fungus, except sub the seeds of the fruit for spores of the gill. Millions of spores are discharged from the gills underneath the mushroom and spread out on the wind or in other ways in an attempt to make more fungus grow. The main part of a fungus, though, is called a mycelium, and this is typically a web of thin, tiny filaments called hyphae that are constantly growing and expanding in different directions. You pretty much never notice the mycelia of a fungus, though, unless a mushroom is growing out of it. And do note that these things are sometimes microscopic and sometimes really small. So usually they're just in the ground or in dead things that are where the mushrooms are growing out of. Um, note, though, that not all funguses are made out of mycelia, like yeast exists, but the honey mushroom is. Pretty much all fungus that has mushrooms are. <laughs> I don't know where I was going to go with that. Pretty much all fungus that has mushrooms are. Period. <laughs> A good start to your religious doctrine for this mushroom. Yeah. Uh, mushrooms are mushroom think mushroom is mushroom think mushroom is. I think okay. therefore I mushroom am. This is slam poetry hour now. <laughs> I want to hear a, a slam poem about a mushroom. People who live one? in studio apartments don't have mushroom. Hi, my name is Brandon. I'm a mushroom. <laughs> I need everybody to hear me grow like a fungus. Fungus. I'm dungus. I That's love me. a good me. segue, actually. Fun fact. Mushrooms are more similar to animals than they are plants in that they do not produce their own food. And must what? Consume. <laughs> what was that? Oh, yeah. They're a, they're a decomposer, right? Yeah. Oh, wait. Like but a... they also just they can eat things, too. I think sometimes they hunt insects. Wait, what? I'm confused. Wait, so no, they don't, Adam. they don't, they don't eat. They, they decompose. Eat they eat and they decompose. So they they feed. Yeah, they consume. They don't so, photosynthesize. What does decompose do to them? Like, what does that do for them? I mean, you turn the dead thing into food for it to eat. Oh, they decompose other things. They don't decompose. Yeah. They don't okay. Decompose themselves. Okay. They like eat dead things and turn it into soil, maybe. Oh. Yeah. Dang, oh, that's that's kind of... The hyphae <laughs> is the part of the mushroom doing the consuming, tying itself inside of the soil, inside of tree. Oh, never mind. It just said soil. So that wasn't a segue. Um, but it ties itself inside of the soil, maybe inside a tree, or even inside smaller planes, like a living single ant or a carcass. Uh, the mushrooms are what grow out of the mycelia when the conditions are right. Namely, that the areas are moist. Mm. Moist. Our malaria ostoye is then, in this sense, mostly mycelia, growing its mushrooms when the conditions suit it, namely in the fall, and then lying dormant in the soil and in the trees when it's not time to reproduce. Keep in mind, though, that this is 7,500 tons of a single web of filament dominating an entire forest naked to the eye. I want to bring up this point in case the audience somehow thought I was talking about one thick mushroom the size of a tree. Biology, over. So um, it's like so it's like a mushroom that's taking up the entire forest. Like a good chunk of it, like 
three square miles of it. At minute. Oop, my headphone fell out. Okay. All right, my headphones back in. What'd you say? So is, are there like, is this a natural park? What's that called? Yeah, the National Forest. Thank you. It's in the Malheur National Forest in Oregon. Thank you. Woo. Are there so organisms just, that, oh, sorry. Are there organisms that live off of like this mushroom? No. This mushroom kind of just grows into other organisms. I'll actually get to that point in a second because it's uh it's doing a thing to trees. Oh. Uh not like in a irreversible climate change way, but in the natural way that mushrooms do. However, time to get into what else this mushroom does. Just how big is this guy and what's going on? Armillaria ostoye has rhizomorphs, or a mycelium structure that looks like a plant stem, but it's really just a single hyphae sheath surrounded by empty hyphae that bridge itself between its food sources, namely trees planted non-densely. Because this kind of mushroom likes to grow in areas where the trees aren't close together for some reason. This is a beer that makes me drink or burp much. Morty. I need to. <laughs> <laughs> this is my Rick impression. Morty, I need you to rip up the whole Armillaria Oste. I don't actually think I was doing an impression. I was just saying Morty and then a sentence. <laughs> that, <you did. laughs> Morty, that- I need you to find the mushroom. Oh, is that Carl? That's the crossover. That <laughs> I, I pray to God that. Uh, the Armillaria ostoyes rhizomorphs, that, I said that, cool, look black and shoestring-like, and grow underground in or in the tree's root structures. Then, sometimes a slimy, white, fan-like mycelium structure grows in the trees under the bark or in the roots, and then kills the the tree slowly, draining its life and killing the tree over the course of a few months. This is known as armillaria root rot, and it happens to trees all over the world, actually sort of posing a threat to some lunder industries, because it just usually goes after living trees more than it goes after dead trees. We're in the late 90s now. People realize that a good number of coniferous trees south and east of the city of Prairie City, Oregon, are dying. Probably due to our malaria root rot. In comes Catherine Parks in 1998, who wanted to test dying trees to see if that were the case. She collected samples from the root structures of 112 different trees in the Malheur National Forest and through DNA matching testing, and by doing tests to see if different samples would react to each other as an alien fungus, she uh, discovered that 61 of those 112 tests were actually from the same genetic structure taken from samples miles apart. This is why we get into conjecture about not knowing exactly the exact weight or size of the fungus. All data is pretty much taken from what they can triangulate from measuring trees in the forest that get the armillaria root rot. The mycelium itself isn't going to be a good deal larger, and it will be naked to the eyes. So what they test so far is the minimum of the size of this thing, and it is probably bigger because they haven't triangulated enough trees that have died. Um, I'm also not willing to parse through more scientific documents to see just how they decided to do the DNA testing because I don't know what a DNA test is. (laughs) So this thing is probably bigger than people think it is. It's wild that she was doing that in 1998. Like, 
just time time wise that being like how old are we minus one that long ago and then like thinking about how big it is now but also the fact that i was just like what was i doing then drooling not helping how big is it now again i'm sorry probably like 3.5 square miles wide minimum and 7,500 tons minimum to hit it with that imperial measurement because i don't remember the metric well you know we got to we got to get it out there on the court be an athlete. <laughs> it can be at like several corners at the same time. Wow, that's insane. It's a city. Actually, it's a city. Yeah, actually, it's as big as a city. That's actually one thing I was reading in the one book where it's like mushrooms don't like get smaller or loop back. They just go out and then every every direction and then they just go all the way around. <laughs> that made sense, right? Yeah, 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 all the way around. Mushrooms don't just one way, they all over. <laughs> <laughs> they go, they, they do go. not stop. Interestingly enough, though, in a study to measure how the fungus would transfer electrical signals similar to the way that the nervous system functions in animals, they sent similar electric similar signals through the honey fungus in a lab setting and found that the whole of the mycelium can transfer signals at an incredibly similar rate to animals. Four pulses a second, according to Sheldrake's book. But in the example of a fungus, these signals can transfer equally from one part of the mushroom to another, no matter the staggering 3.5 mile difference. I wrote kilometer. This study was conducted to see why fungus is capable of making complicated decisions, like where did they go? How did they eat? Despite not having a brain. The whole fungus <laughs> is a brain. You say that like that. <laughs> What's up? You just said, where did they go? Like, just very weird. Like, you just said, where did they go? <laughs> I mean, that all that's stopping this mushroom from door dashing something is thumbs. No, nah, it's got rhizomorphs. That can thumb. No. So, it, so it is, it's door dashing. <laughs> it's door dashing. Okay. I hope, I hope not, though, because I kind of need to do it and it has to not be busy. It would be hard to know where to park, like where it's where it wants. You can it. be all underground though, so you don't have to get out of the ground. It's kind of like door dashing without leaving your house. What? Okay. Imagine door dashing in an RV. <laughs> <We're there. laughs> this is what this mushroom is doing on the reg. Okay. Door dashing. That'd be so funny. Just resident. what kind of just door dashing in a tank or something. That does sound like it would be the name of one of your albums. I already wrote a song about door dashing. <laughs> um, back to the podcast. I'm going to throw numbers at you to keep your interest up. 150 football fields. 200 humpback whales. I'm going from memory with these comparisons. Um, other uh, honey... <laughs> <laughs> whales and football fields are a lot closer than I thought they yeah, were. Yeah, 200 football well, you know, like the size of 150 football fields, the weight of 200 whales. Oh, oh, okay. Whales are short still. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just, actually, I feel like, I don't think I know how big a whale is off the top of my head. That's just a thing I've never seen. I feel big. I saw T-Rex bones once and I got overwhelmed and I feel like I shouldn't have. I can show you a picture of me pretending to be scared next to a T-Rex, but I'm in middle school, if you'd like it. Okay. I'm here for it. I'll show you it 
a couple pictures. I was going to show you something, wasn't I? Oh, the pictures I drew, yeah, of memory from the cartoon characters. Oh, yes. Oh. Yeah. Can you draw picture a whale? And What's up? Can you draw a whale also? And this mushroom? And Just, a baseball field. Yeah, like all kind of together. Yeah. That's They're all the same thing. A whale, a baseball field. It sounds like one of those, <laughs> you know, when you have those 24-hour play festivals and they're like, these are the things you have to include in your play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> A a football, the a the football biggest hot. mushroom in the world. <laughs> a football field. <laughs> it's a humpbacked whale. It's a play about, you know, being big, being a bigger person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that just the doll's house? I feel like, yeah, because she was the bigger person. <laughs> she was the honey mushroom. I don't know. She's well, she's not a honey mushroom. <laughs> well, I didn't mean to get into theater in this podcast. That's okay. My brother was on the last episode, so we didn't do any theater at all. <laughs> it's time. Um, where are some other honey mushrooms in the world? Because they're not just there. Uh, that's just the biggest one they know. Our malaria giants live across the world, though, in the northern hemisphere and in grassland-ish, forest-ish areas. They can be found in Asia, Europe, and North America. Uh, though I don't actually... It took me way longer to find any other examples besides the like next three that I'm going to share you because nobody wrote those down. Everybody just wants to talk about the Oregon one. But there's one in Michigan in the Upper Peninsula in Crystal Falls near the Wisconsin border in the Upper Peninsula. This Armillaria Osteye is around 91 acres or 0.3 square kilometers and 440 tons or 400,000 kilograms, and it's just significantly smaller. But this one was found first by James Anderson in 1995, and after he learned that they could get that big, people were like, hmm, maybe they can get bigger, and then someone found one that was quite literally like 100 times bigger. The funny thing, though, is that when they discovered this mushroom in 95, Crystal Fall residents Jeff and Staria Sirianen, not pronouncing that correctly, uh, started the Fungus Fest celebrating Armillaria Ostoye, but this was before the Oregon honey mushroom was found, so they thought that it was the largest one in the world, and sadly, they are wrong. Even sadder is the fact that I don't think Oregonians have stepped up and started their own Fungus Fest to this day, so they need to grow up. Let's <laughs> <laughs> leave Oregon people alone. They didn't do anything. They, yeah, that's the point. Yeah, that's they the point. Fungus <laughs> Fest. <laughs> They've been uh, quiet. They've been kind of quiet about this honey mushroom thing. <laughs> uh, Sweden has one. It's spreading across the length of two football fields, according to Stefan Olsen in Sheldrake's book. So that's cool. <clears throat> oh, I think I wrote these notes out of order. I added that one in later. The, this is the thing I was going to say before the Oregonian thing. Uh, they shouldn't start a fungus fest right now. COVID. Uh, yes. It's also in British Columbia and Germany, apparently, but the articles only mention these fungal colonies in one second and refuse to give me any numbers, and I looked up, like, nine different websites. So shouts to Linda Godfrey for finding out the Michigan information. I don't know if it was you or who did that for sure, because that information is just on Wikipedia, but I'm going to say it to you. <laughs> nice. We love Linda Godfrey. Linda Godfrey. Uh, Linda Godfrey is going to be on this podcast before I die. 
don't you know. You walk among giants, you two. You walk among giants soon. Ooh, I guess. They might be giants. I'm your only friend. I'm not your only friend, but I'm a little glowing friend. Segway. That was my, uh, they might be giants lyrics. Bioluminescence. Uh, these guys are like fairly bioluminescent. If your eyes adjust and it's totally dark. Uh, this results in foxfire or like glowing mushrooms. Foxfire is fun because it has the word fox in it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, that's one of those, uh, there's more information. I just wanted to say the word foxfire eight times. But that's something that, you know, like swamp gas or weather balloons where people are like, oh shit, it's an alien. Oh shit, it's a ghost. Sometimes it's foxfire just when mushrooms glow. So. A ghost room. What a ghost, ghost mushroom. Yeah, it's got it's got it glows in the dark. So yeah, you got a giant mushroom. It eats the trees. You can't kill it because people have tried to. You can't just like rip up the mycelia. It's microscopic and also entangles everywhere. And you can't burn down the forest because I actually didn't write this down, but I do remember reading that this sort of thing thrives in fire when the oh. trees are dying. So, so it actually makes it grow faster. So it's actually just indestructible. <laughs> yeah, this thing can't die. Can you freeze it? No. Oregon gets winter. It goes dormant. Like, it doesn't reproduce or anything, but, like, it still feeds. Is it still growing? Yeah. Have, what what are, what are we going to do? Watch. Worship. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is America going to do about this? It's got, like, the same energy as the snail problem. The, like, you get a million dollars, but there's always a snail coming. Only like, we don't get a million dollars. <laughs> there's always a snail coming? <laughs> How big is the snail that's coming? It's a normal snail, but it's it, it'll kill you if it touches you. Oh. So the choice is you can get a million dollars, but the snail will be following you for the rest of your life. And you have to, like, always keep an eye out. It's not or, the movie It Follows, but, like, can't fuck the snail or something yeah you can't like the snail will follow you regardless yeah but the snail moves at snail speed okay like ever like it can it'll find you sometime Mm -hmm. you know wait can i is okay i would do it because i door dash a lot it's still gonna catch up to you i guess i also wouldn't door dash if i had a million dollars i think that's the thing i forgot I just thought I was going to get chased by a snail at point blank for no reason. <laughs> I'm just to yeah, sign me up. Adventure. Even interesting. Uh, so I'm going to talk about one more thing, but it's an entire segue. So before we do that, what are you guys' thoughts? What's your what's your mushroom thoughts? <laughs> Summary. Think... <laughs> so is it above ground at all? Sometimes. Like, it's in trees or underground, and then the mushrooms show up above ground. Mushrooms being the reproductive thing. And those are bioluminescent. Sometimes. Or, I mean, like, most of the time, they're just faintly bioluminescent. I'm genuinely terrified. I think, who wins? The mushroom or the murder hornets? The mushroom. Yeah, the mushroom wins. Not this one, but mushrooms can sometimes, like, mind control ants. Oh, what? That's terrible. I think like I'll if... make that a I'll make that an episode actually. Cordyceps is a fun mushroom. It can 
get into a plant and then I think that's what The Last of Us is based off of. But it happens in the real world, the ants. Oh. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'll be darned. Mushrooms are horrifying. Mushrooms are, are like incredibly scary. They yeah. are not code for Mario. They're they make you small in comparison to how the mushroom makes Mario. <laughs> when one compares them to the real world. If we die, it's going to be a mushroom. You will become a mushroom because you will be decomposed. No, no. I kind of always found mushrooms a little, like, when I was working at a named pizza restaurant, whenever I would, like, serve mushrooms, if I looked at them for more than two minutes, I would start to get stressed out because they just look different and scary. Yeah. Actually, um, the actual part of the mushroom is a bunch of hyphae that are fused together. Oh. So, and then they flare out when they want the spores to happen. I think. I don't actually know the how the reproduction happens. I think it just happens automatically. They, oh, like a mushroom isn't asexual, but like uh, fungal mycelium has both reproductive parts at the same time and then they just meet up with each other so it mm. masturbates but then gets pregnant that seems like a better system yeah uh point number eight for mushrooms <laughs> so here's what's going to happen next i have a book in front of me called all that the rain promises and more the subtitle is a hip pocket guide to western mushrooms now you've heard that book title in your head it's by David Aurora. I want you to look up online for yourself what you think the cover, what like what the cover of this book looks like. But I want you to think really hard about what you think the cover looks like before you look it up, because your um, expectations will be subverted. Hold on, I'm looking at the cover right now. Wait, I'm, I'm confused. Okay, I did this wrong. Wait, say the name. Oh, oh. all that the rain promises and more. Is it this picture with the trombone? Yeah. <laughs> Why? This is an exercise for everybody at home, too, because obviously this is a podcast and not a visual medium, but I need you to look up this. Just take five seconds, stop driving, pull over, look up this book. Aaron, you should make this, like, if they ask for, like, an image in any format of the podcast, you should make this the image. I feel like this would be you. You, this could you be made you this. It's not the author. It's not the author. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pull up a section of the... Okay, so I actually don't know if that's a fact, but like a couple, like the first part of the book is like... I think I have a signed cover also. <laughs> what? Because uh, I bought this used online, but it says, Claire, in case you find yourself face-to-face with a fantastic fungi with love and admiration, David Aurora. So I got a signed copy online. Who is Claire? Uh, whoever owned this book before I did. So Claire, mm-hmm. listening to this podcast, you fucking missed out. This is the best book I've ever read. So I'm just gonna talk about a couple thing, like a couple quotes from this book that crack me up. Um, a couple of pages in, you got a picture of trombone guy again. The caption below: Before the concert, mushroom lovers are opportunivores. Always ready to grab a meal when one presents itself. Five minutes before a chamber music concert, this trombonist was spotted gleefully gathering chanterelles outside the concert hall. What? 
Uh, other favorite quotes. This is a part of the introduction. Despite the many benefits and uses of mushrooms, most North Americans are markedly fungophobic, a trait inherited from the... <laughs> fungophobia can be defined as the belief that mushrooms are either actively hostile at worst and worthless at best. How can you be scared of them? They're just like little pops, right? They're little figurines you get from the stores. You just told me in this podcast you were afraid of them. Fungo pops? I'm not afraid of fungo pops. Fungo pops. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to fucking talk about fungo pops. Lucas, Lucas and I, when Lucas was here last winter, everybody in the podcast, Lucas is my boyfriend. Um, I'm gonna drop this now. Lucas wants to do like a podcast too, where I do one a month where it's random guest and one a month where it's Lucas. That's expect that in the future, listeners. But one time we were in the mall getting Christmas gifts, at, and we we're like in a fucking hot topic or some shit. And he was looking at the wall Funko Pops, and he was like, "We should get into those." And I was like, "What the? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you want them? What do you gain?" What's wrong with Funko Pops? Funko Pops are pointless. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron hates Funko. Do you Funko, Funko Pops are either actively hostile or entirely worthless? Oh my god! <laughs> this is not an ad for Funko Pops. This is not a promotion. <laughs> this is a promotion now. Funko Pop, give me money and I'll change my mind. <laughs> I'll take money. You had the chance to change your face. <laughs> If you had a chance to change your public image, Funko Pop, <laughs> would you? <laughs> would you? Aaron, did you see the Reddit feed about this book's cover? <laughs> no, I want I, to, though. Do you want me to read this? Yes, please. It's from six years ago. I get, I get, I'll credit it's from uh, Denise or Dennis, and then... Don't say their name. D-Nephew. Denise the nephew. Oh, thank you. D-Nice the nephew. Oh, oh I nephew. Oh, Denise my God. Nephew. Anyway, they said, uh, it's very simple and obvious, actually. David Aurora is known as the Pied Piper of Wild Mushrooms. <laughs> he wanted... <laughs> what is this in response to? <laughs> what about that is not actively obvious? Someone said, uh, can someone explain the cover of this book, dot, dot, dot. That's the first sentence. There's a paragraph. Uh, he wanders the forest during rainstorms in a tuxedo playing his horn, which he thinks makes mushrooms grow. He might be right. They seem to appear out of nowhere. Anyway, in this picture, he's showing off his latest creation, a three kilogram mass of his favorite fungus, the brown lumpy that he called into exim- existence with a warmly rendition of sweet georgia brown in this book he describes eating the mushroom and the 36 hour trip it sent him on uh he also reprints the many epic poems and diatribes against truffle hunting pigs he found scattered in his one bedroom apartment after his trip ended also is this mushroom the same as chicken of the woods i think it's a chanterelle but i'm pretty sure chicken of the woods is a chanterelle okay well that's that's what um Denise the nephew had to offer. <laughs> I love Denise the nephew. Do you actually? I'm gonna go through this book. Do you want to hear the best names of mushrooms as I find them? Yeah, for sure. Yes. You have the bleeding milk cap. I changed my mind. I, I, I absolutely don't need to know. <laughs> uh, there's more. 
Um, I know that there's one called Ma'am on a Motorcycle. Oh. Um, Ma'am Motorcycle. I like that vibe. Plums and Custard. That's uh, one. Uh, a Cowboy's Handkerchief. Plums and Custard sounds like a white woman's indie, like, album. <laughs> Isn't that that book of poems? <laughs> Plums and Custard for the soul. <laughs> That's like the white version of it. No. <laughs> There's a fried chicken mushroom, and the next page immediately has death cap. Oh. <laughs> Veiled Threats, the deadly duo. The death cap and destroying angels are the most poisonous mushrooms known. Fortunately, they're fairly easy to recognize if dug up carefully. This isn't that funny, actually. (laughs) Destroying angels? Destroying angel. I like it. The god killer mushroom. Uh, So that's mushrooms. All right. We can go through the book more, but I didn't mark shit, and I just realized I don't want to go through it again to find my favorite quotes. Uh, everybody get this book by David Aurora. It's oh, okay. I found one. Girls just want to have fungus. Oh, um, what? Beautiful. No. That total babe Roberto had his party last night. I mean, if you can call it a party, like no keg. But all these babes came anyway, and I had on like this radical sequence tube top with my leopard spotted spandex pedal pushers and high heeled sandals, and like the babes must have thought I looked real boss because they really gave me the hairy eyeball. Like it started when I went to the hardware store because I read this article, and all the babes go there. But like you know, you go up to a babe and say, "Whoa, that's a big pipe. I like a babe with a big pipe." And like he says, he's gotta go home and paint the crib. So I see the poster for this thing called the Fungus Fair, and I go there. Which is okay, because there's a bunch of babes hanging out. You know, like, not jock types. Like, ew, I can't stand big pecs on a guy. Know what I mean? I mean, like, outdoorsy babes, you know? Kind of like the Marlboro Man, but skinnier, and with dirty clothes and leaves and stuff in their hair. So I buy this mushroom book, right? It's called Mushroom Demystified. Like, it tells how to get all the gross mist off of mushrooms it's written by a demystifier guy who's kind of like a ghostbuster i guess so anyways i go outside and find a bunch of slimy mushrooms and go back to the fair and ask this babe called roberto about them and we get to talking and i say like does he know about any good parties and he says come to his house saturday night this party at roberto's like everyone's porking out on mushrooms right and that's all Because these babes, if they're munching mushrooms, they don't care what you're wearing or how much Nautilus you do or nothing. And then Roberto gets, like, totally sick. And it's like, gag me with a stinkhorn. He's losing his dinner all over the place. And this babe called Nora says somebody poisoned Roberto. And then this short fat guy in a raincoat falls out of a tree in Roberto's yard and lands on top of Norris. So, like, the ambulance is pulling away and gag me. There's Norris and this fat guy bleeding all over the place. Someone says they're both dead. So it's like, time to find out. Can you continue? Wait, what? By Neil Simon. (laughs) (laughs) There's one more paragraph. Time to find another party. So I say to this babe called Henri, I think he's like foreign from Oregon or someplace. If he wants to come to my place, I'll show him my giant puffballs. So, like, we stop over Norris and the fat guy who fell out of a tree and me and this subnormal 
cows I live with, they won't leave us alone for a second. And we end up talking, like, gag me. Like, I want to spend Saturday night talking. That's a passage from this book that's also a picture book guide to mushrooms in the field. (laughs) (laughs) I just... I just... I don't think that needed to be included in the book, but I'm glad it was. I'm happy. I don't know... It's a good... It it means a lot. (laughs) All that the rain promises and more. We got the and more. That's for sure. We got plenty more. Oh, we got a lot more. Oh. We got hideous gumphidious. That's the name of a mushroom. And verb. Hideous and verb. Megan? Okay, so me and my siblings, Megan and Alex, were talking, and Megan doesn't think that Perry the Platypus and Dr. Doofenshmirtz are dating. Thoughts? She's right. She's very correct. Okay. Thoughts. He's a platypus. No, I don't think that's why. I th- I feel like, I feel like they do have a flirty relationship, but they don't have like a. They don't have a. They're enemies. He's a platypus. Like it's all subtext. Have... It's not physical. Yeah. He's okay. a platypus. Okay. I'm a platypus. <laughs> A platypus? That's all the information I have. What you what are you guys feeling? What do you guys feel? I think mushrooms are terrifying. <laughs> I think mushrooms are terrifying, and that excerpt only secured that I think it's even more terrifying. The the people who enjoy mushrooms terrify me more than the mushrooms themselves, strangely. I have a follow-up question. Would you rather worship a loving god or a scary god? Loving. Scary. (laughs) Okay, okay. But would you rather trust a loving god or a scary god? With what? With your life, with the world. Oh, probably scary. Scary. He'll get the job done. I mean, she. She. (laughs) You say he. You say she. I say fungi. (laughs) Fungi. guy. Oh, is the fungi the mushroom a boy or a girl? Both. (laughs) (laughs) Not a fan of you, (laughs) Brian. I've had enough. I've uh, seen you around, Brandon. Have to say, not a fan. (laughs) <laughs> it's been nice it's been real. real but it hasn't been really nice <laughs> oh for the podcast uh they're dating i don't know if i mentioned that <laughs> yeah we're dating for now happy holidays you can't do that it'll get flagged for it or something uh, no holidays you can say holidays like tomorrow thanksgiving <laughs> Wait, oh my no, god, I... two days from now, two days from now. Yeah, Thanksgiving is two days from now. When are you dropping this pod? Tomorrow. I have to do all the editing tomorrow. I usually like doing it on the 25th of the month, because that's when I did the last one. But okay. I can also... I did all the other editing that's around the, this part. So all I gotta do is this part, and it's done. Tight. So it is Thanksgiving tomorrow for our dear listeners. It is. If you celebrate it, uh, you're like Alu. Alu doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving. I, prob- I mean, I'm going to eat food with my family, but I'm probably not going to enjoy 
the concept of Thanksgiving. I usually don't. Does Olive celebrate yeah. Thanksgiving? I don't know. This is more name dropping, though. <laughs> well, Olive is our roommate. She's wonderful. Mm-hmm. We love her. We miss her. If you name drop long enough, they'll pay you for it. Yeah, you're a con man. You're just a con man. I haven't gone to a con for like a year, Brandon. What do you mean? <laughs> I want to go to Comic-Con when all this is over. I'm going to go to a furry con, ideally. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rebecca's going to go to a... I'm Rebecca's going to go to an England con, where you just sit around, sing God Save the Queen, <laughs> and fucking I don't know. Isn't that oh. going to England? <laughs> oh, I'd like to talk about how misleading it is that there's truffle mushrooms and truffle chocolates. Is there truffle mushrooms and truffle chocolates? You know. Oh yeah, in... truffle mushrooms are mushrooms that are truffles. Yeah. That's, uh, so I haven't eaten any mushrooms, <laughs> right? Huh? I haven't eaten any mushrooms, right? Recently. Like, because I eat truffles. Yeah, you've been eating mushrooms. That's so. I'm actually been trying to work Brandon up to having a mushroom or two, and I think this has really set us back. I'm sorry. Mushrooms are so gross. I can't. I mean, I will say that mushrooms aren't gross, but I really just can't now. We have a CBD chaga chai latte at our place, and I really want to try it, but it has like it's it's made from a mushroom, the chaga. So I can't. What is chaga? It's like um a mushroom type of chai. Oh, mushroom chai. Whatever could it mean? And we add like uh, a little bit of CBD oil to it, and um, okay, it's pretty good. It's pretty good for. I really want to drink that, but I also enjoy drugs. You can have two things. (laughs) Yeah, like tea's fun. Drugs are fun. Oh, uh, this podcast is pro drugs. I was uh, looking at that Reddit really fast, and um, I was hoping it was like, see more. And I was like, oh, there's more on the thread about this book. Maybe there's another quote. Uh, No, but there is at least 20 exchanges about everyone arguing if it's a a trombone or a bugle on the cover. So that's really funny. If you need a poll for anything. Wait, I don't know what that is. That's not either. Because I play trumpet. That's another... Well, bugle is like trumpet, but like a tube. It doesn't have the middle part. So it's like, that's not a bugle. Okay. I think that's, um... No, that's a trombone. The slide is hidden behind his leg. Okay. Should we... Did we do it? Did we do the podcast? Are we good? I think so. I think we did the podcast. Well, I'm down to keep chatting, but... I feel like we did the podcast. Good job, team. Yeah. Mushroom Cult starts this episode. If you listen to this episode, you're in the Mushroom Cult now. So, Shaboing. Shaboing. Any last remarks at all before we're skedaddling? I feel good. I don't know, too. Good. Mushroom podcast. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Fox Esoterica. I would like to thank Brandon Wright and Rebecca Lister once again for appearing on this show this evening, as well as all the people whose resources I sourced for him for the information. I would like to also thank Wilson Polk, the artist on Twitter, for drawing the artwork for the show. 
And last but not least, I would like to once again thank myself for doing literally everything else. Editing, music, and research. I do a lot. I do so much. And I still have nothing to plug. So have a good night and welcome to the Mushroom Cult.